1: Is
2: that
1: what they do? Yeah, maybe I should give up a career beatboxing and just stick to the show. So, <laughs> a roaring welcome to all you beasties out there! It is another glorious evening here at AfterBuzz TV Studios. I'm choking over here. I am your host, Ali Connor Bradford. Here. With Paige Sullivan. Hi, everybody. And we have Alex Angarita in spirit somewhere on the other side of the table. He's not here here. with us this evening, but that's because he's a great reason. Well, it's not a great reason. He's got an eye infection, unfortunately. But he will be with us next episode. So until then, tweet at him, at Alex Angarita, and wish him well because we want him back.
2: He probably has beast looking eyes.
1: He probably does. <laughs> so you're, you're you're stuck with no me babe. No, no offense. Yeah. Alex. No, no, no. No. Um so yeah, tonight we'll be breaking down Redemption right before we go off to our hiatus and this was another really big episode for us I personally think. So let's start with the simple things, the dreams because we open up with a really nice bodacious body sequence where Vincent is working out and I'm like, yeah, in my notes it's like you row that boat. You row that boat. See, I this sounds no.
2: awful. Like I am unfazed by the shirtless scenes. Like oh, yeah. I don't even think twice. I don't know if it's because I, in real life, am more attracted to like the cuddly bear kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think Vincent's hot. Like I think he's hot, but I just see it and I'm like, oh, well, he's working out. Like that's what I thought. Oh, and I'm like, excuse me, while I while I pick my jaw up
1: off of the ground, yeah. please.
2: I don't know. I'm like, I know I'm the opposite of most girls, but I was just kind of like, ah, okay. Like, that's all right. I almost thought I was like, oh, that's an excuse for him to not have a shirt on. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, we that, know that's really. what it is. That is what it is. Any excuse. If like when he's in the middle of beast fighting, the guy just rips his shirt off and it's like, oh, there, <laughs> there that's it for is. for the ladies. <laughs> it's just for the ladies. I mean, but I liked that whole scene, but I called it from the get-go. Yes, that it was you a did. Dream. I, it could it could not have just started off that way. It'd be too simple. It'd be too easy. Right, right. So I'm glad it happened the way – well, I'm not glad it happened the way it did, but um, I did like that little welcoming to the episode. Yeah
1: what do you think about the fact that we skipped over, here's the thing, there was this big, not big break, but uh, there was a little break for them in the show because uh, Gabe and Catherine already went to Cancun, made mm-hmm. love whatever and everything else they made the like with each other that's exactly what it was <laughs> gabe was loving and she was liking and then it something happened but either way all that went down and then um vincent is now ready to just full-blown confess his love and get back with Kath. well no he's not ready to
2: full-blown confess he wants to prove himself like jt's like just tell her he's like i want to i want to show her Which I think is what every girl really does in the end want. Right? We always say, like, you know when you get into a fight and you're like, don't tell me you're sorry. Like, show me you're sorry. Don't do it again and then maybe I would believe you. Right. You know what I mean? For Kat, it's like how many times has Vincent been like, I'm going to be better? Right. So now he needs to prove he's going to be better. Which I felt like he was really trying. He was, but you know what? That fluffed up his game. Like, it totally fluffed up his beast game this episode. First off, it is not his job. To You're be cat's right. protector, cat's, you know, it's like it's her guard dog. It's like, oh no, there's somebody outside. I don't like poof, send the guard dog out. Like that's yeah. what it is. Vincent yeah. is like
1: an on call security guard. Right. Which I right. don't really love. I don't either. You know, I will say it was very big of Gabe to tell her at the beginning of the episode when he was stuck in lockdown, he was so concerned for Catherine's well being that he had said to her, call Vincent. And she's like, what? No, no, call Vincent. He's the only person that can protect you. So he's uh, to me at that point, he he wasn't obviously that annoyed yet. So it was big of him to say, look, I understand that I can't do anything from this position and I know he can and you're important to me. So I don't love it, but I'll accept it because I trust you. No, I think it's all selfish reasons.
2: I mean, it's yes. Those reasons. Yeah, I love you. I can't be there. Vincent can. Mm -hmm. But really, it's I don't want to I feel like it doesn't want he doesn't want to look like he dropped the ball. So if he says, don't invite, like don't have Vincent come and something does happen, then he's going to feel like that's on him because he's made it so that Kat can't be friends with Vincent. Right. I feel like it's not selfless in any way. I think he's very much calculating the fact that if he's accepting and he's, you know, okay with the friendship, then he looks like the good guy. Very true. Very good point. As opposed to
1: genuinely being okay with it, which we find out he's not. Right. I was going to say, then you see his true colors totally coming out, but it's... Understandable. I mean, I, yes. Yeah, but he' a little controlling. A little bit too much for me, okay. personally. But here's the thing. We all want to be team VinCat, right? Mm-hmm. However, being realistic and looking at it from the position of Gabe, okay, might not be smart for him to engage in a relationship with somebody who's still getting over their ex, mm-hmm. granted. But at the same time, putting yourself in his position, you got to think, of course you're going to be jealous. This dude's handsome. He's a beast. He can protect you in ways that I can't. And he's always around, and. Yeah, but he wasn't going to be around this episode. Gabe insisted that he be around. Yeah, well, so that's Gabe, your fault.
2: Pat yourself on the back for that one. And I think that the part that annoyed me is the controlling factor where he says, you can't see him anymore if this is going to be something. I don't no offense to any women who do take ultimatums. Like, I don't take ultimatums well. Like, you cannot tell me, Paige, you can never have chocolate again else I'll never let you go shopping. Like, I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm gonna do both and do what I wanna do. And I think Kat is the same. She's a strong-willed woman who knows what she wants and I don't think she's gonna give up Vincent for Gabe. And I don't think, just the same as I don't think she'd give up Vincent for Tess. You know, she wouldn't do it for
1: anyone because she has to do what she wants to do, not what everybody's telling her to do. Right. But at the same time, too, Gabe, if if that is his motive, he needs to be a little bit more strategic. And I think what happened is he just blew some steam and accidentally said it. What he should have done, if he was really trying to go that way, Mm -hmm. is let their relationship evolve, let them become really chummy chummy, and then slowly, gradually plant the idea that maybe... We should let Vincent do his own thing and let him move on. So it's probably hard for him to see us together. So let's give him some space, not tell her to cut him off. Right. I mean that would have been I right. mean I I know I've I've been a victim, of, not a victim, I've been
2: a perpetrator I guess of saying to like a girlfriend when they're still hanging out with their ex all the time, and maybe it's the ex who can't move on or they can't move on. I say you have to cut him loose. Like you can't you can't play both sides. You can't be a friend and an ex at the same time right. until you're completely over it because right. it doesn't work. But it's so soon. You know, Cat and Gabe aren't really anything yet. I mean, they had one weekend fling or week fling in Cancun. Right. That does not make a relationship. And I think you're right. If Gabe really wanted this, he would have been more strategic about it. He would have gone through the steps, really built a trust with Cat, really supported her, and then maybe expressed his vulnerability to say, "You know, I'm it makes me uncomfortable. That you're so close to Vincent, and I am insecure in this relationship, not knowing whether or not you're truly here with me or if your heart's
1: somewhere else. Right.
2: If you approach it that way, she'd probably be much more like, oh, like, I really want to show exactly. you. Exactly,
1: exactly. But telling
2: her, you can't see Vincent, it just made her dream about him. Exactly, exactly. And then she killed him in her dream, but like... That was <laughs>
1: sad. That was a very <laughs> sad moment. What was that? You know, I think the reason for that, though, is just to make her realize that she does have feelings with him, which we already knew that, but... Maybe it was a sign so that she doesn't regret anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you push somebody away and, and if they were to pass away or something like that, mm-hmm. you would forever have to live with the fact that you made that decision. So mm-hmm. maybe she had to have that dream to realize, Yeah, I don't know, or, or... And it's her subconscious
2: speaking as yeah. well. Uh, because the whole thing about it's not what you want. It's what your father's telling you. Your father's telling you, you can't be with me. right? And then she kills Vincent, which is what her father wants her to do. And I think it's oh, her subconscious right. Right. telling her that she... You know, she's listening too much to people outside of her. Right. Um, and especially her father who, you know, he's not a good guy. So no. th- just because he's telling you to kill Vincent doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing to do. I do think he has Kat's best interest at heart. But like we found out, I mean, this has been going on in their family for a very long time. right? And there's obviously an end goal that had nothing to do with Kat when it started. No, not at all. You know all. what I mean? There was something else.
1: No, as I say, what did you think about his speech? Because obviously he was absent from Catherine's life for a very long time because there was the pretend father, if you will. So the he, adoptive the, father. There you go. And so he's over here, just dad all of a sudden. Now that your secret's out, it was only out for so long before you were put in jail, and he's just dad mode, one hundred and ten. Like I'm in here for you to protect you, so you can move on. Blasi, Blasi, love her
2: line. She's like.
1: Skirt, Dad, hold on. Actually, you're here because you're a bad person, and you did this, this, this. She's and this. like, you deserve to be here.
2: Yeah, which I loved, but I find that you'll you'll find that in real life. You know, people will have absentee parents, and then when they are back in the picture, they want to be a parent. Being a parent isn't something that you just get. Like you have to earn it. You have to right. prove yourself, just like Vincent's proving himself to Cat. Her dad needed to show that he really, truly was there for Cat, and he has never really done that. Right. I think maybe his true intentions are to be good for Cat, but he's not.
1: Sorry, I got a tweet. It's kind of funny because it's from at Carrie Bear. And <laughs> she says basically, Gabe's a jerky idiot.
2: Yeah, no. I just think the way he came off was very broy. No offense to any bros. Not that I think you're a Okay, really wait, hold on. Us. Excuse me. Can you define what you mean by? Like bro-y. Not bro like Maybe like frat bro Like a, a uh, college okay. boy being like, you can't do this, to his girlfriend. Or like, I want you to do this. You know, like those yeah. guys in college who just thought they could do and say what they want and like that would get them the end goal they're looking for? Like, that's what I saw. Interesting. He didn't seem like an adult, like a grown-up. Right. You know what I mean? How about the fact that not very many people showed up at his funeral? Oh, makes me think he doesn't have a lot of friends. Right. But it might, you know, most of his... I don't know because most of his career, you know, he spent in law enforcement whatever. Where is he from? Is he well, from New York because maybe he's not from New we York, found and he out,
1: transferred, right? Uh, mm, and
2: no, no, no. There, he's from New York because that's where the orphanage and all that oh, stuff okay. was. But I just don't I don't know. Like he spent all that time with that uh his ex-girlfriend looking for the cure and like experimenting. I don't think he had much time
1: to make friends outside of his
2: scheming. To make friends. Like, I don't even think he cared about it. He had, like, an end goal in sight. And now that he had that, and he isn't a beast anymore by, you know, power of the defibrillator. um, The only person that's ever happened to, P.S. Yeah, so easy, too. It's like, he's human. Right. But, and then he kind of fell right into the whole cat thing. You know what I mean? So I don't think he ever gave himself a chance to be, like, a person. Like, just a person. Good point. Because Vincent doesn't have any friends either. That's very true. I mean, he's up JT, but, you know, outside yeah. of that, if he were to die tomorrow, how many people would be at his funeral?
1: Not very many. We still don't know what happened to his parents and why nobody's claimed him or called him or been like, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, like, the doctor remembers yeah. him and stuff. Like, I still want to see his family. Like, I know we're playing out this storyline with the with Sam and Kat and Gabe and Vincent, but I I, I feel like they that was something sooner. that had to, that had to happen. Like, the day he went on the talk— the parents should have come forward. I mean, that is yeah. just hands down what should have happened. It doesn't make sense chronologically that it's not going right. to happen until later. Right.
1: You're very right. I, uh, the uh, only thing I will say is maybe his parents are older and they don't watch TV. You don't think somebody would called them? They, be, they missed the episode of the talk. Somebody's called them.
2: You know old people. They like call
1: each other. Oh. <laughs> Did you hear what so-and-so's
2: daughters do? You know that would have happened.
1: Okay, good point. I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea why they haven't come about. And I also,
2: I know that we found out, because I was complaining so much about the fact they didn't talk about his memory and all of that, Mm -hmm. and that they just, like, kind of let it play out and, like, didn't talk about Like, I don't like that. Like, I love this show, but
1: there's some things that I need resolved. Like, I need... But you know what? I think I read somewhere that he never will fully regain all of his memory back. The whole point of this season is, yeah, he's got the flashbacks enough to allow him to establish who's who in his life and who's important, but really it's about him and Catherine being new people and coming together as these new people. And not the old people anymore. No,
2: I know. But you know, for me, like, when you have a storyline, like, oh, he has amnesia. Like, there's an end to that. You know? You get you get the whole, like, oh, they're better.
1: Or they never get better. Or they
2: never get better. But, like, we don't even get... Like, I know we're not going to, but, like, we didn't even get a wrap-up on that. Which I don't
1: really like. Okay. Sorry. I just got another tweet. I just happened to look down and see that... Um, I'm sorry, now your tweet's not pulling up. But what I got from it... Ah, Ruth Cassidy is saying that... In the pilot test, stated that his family is dead.
2: All of them, though? I mean, we met his uncle, uh, not uh, his nephew. nephew. I don't know. But you don't, don't think know. somebody would have said something?
1: I don't know. I mean, we know that his two brothers passed away, right? But I thought that his father was still around because in one of the episodes in season one, didn't he walk along a certain path mm-hmm. that was close to With a the news newspaper? newspaper, yeah. Yeah, and it was one where either his dad goes all the time or something or other. I yeah, thought... I was
2: under the impression his brothers were dead.
1: Right, but dad was alive. But we never heard anything about mom. No, not that I remember. Hmm.
2: I have to say, this show has a lot for me to try and remember at one time. So. Right, 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 right. But if somebody does know, Ruth, thank you. But uh, if somebody like can
1: remember, yeah, please text, tweet, yeah. let us You know. can't text us, but yeah. you can tweet us, Sorry. comment,
2: iTunes, rate us,
1: telefront, watch our after show. Download, rate us. Five, five stars? can be five. Five stars. Five. I'll take ten. Let's just keep clicking. See what happens. If it was allowed. Anyway, um, let's talk about Sam a little bit because he was a big part of this episode and he's turning more and more into somebody I cannot stand.
2: I, I said when he was in that jail cell he's part of it. Like, I knew he was part of it and I've been thinking the whole time he was Tony Barnes because it only makes sense. Like, right. the he was so smart to put himself in there. He cannot be working for anyone else. You know it's him. Right. And so now they put that together. But right. I'm just surprised it took them so long. It's like, Oh, the bank statements, and then this, and the, they both disappeared on the same day. Like, that... It's too coincidental. Come on, people. Like, I don't even know why anybody was, like, didn't think, like, okay, we know Sam's behind this now, but did Tony Barnes put him in that cell to scheme all of this? Like, no. Like, he did.
1: I wonder if we're going like, to see what Tony Barnes used to look like. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we for saw, him? like, a picture.
2: Did we? I missed that. I thought... Oh, no, we didn't, actually. We just saw Frank. I was pretending to be Tony Barnes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because
1: I'm wondering, how did you pull off, it? let's say, I don't know if Tony Barnes is a mythological split personality version of you, or it's a person, which I'm pretty sure it's a person that you killed and you took his identity. But how did you do that if you don't look like him? Well, Frank Barnes was obviously a very
2: prominent person and wealthy person. He killed him. I'm under the impression, there's so many details, but I'm under the impression Frank Barnes was part of whatever happened to his son. And that's where also Frank came in. They were part of whatever happened to his Right. right. So by killing Frank Barnes, not Frank Barnes, Tony Barnes. I knew what you meant. You know what you mean? He's like getting back at the... His revenge and and everything else. He was plotting and...
1: So basically his child, because initially when they talked about his kid, he was... was had cancer. Very sick. Uh, oh, I thought for some reason I thought cancer. But No, I think it was something along those lines, and they were looking for a cure. But cure. do you think really it wasn't necessarily that, but it was they were experimenting on his little boy because why would you want to get somebody back? Cancer is something that clearly leads not always, but has a, a record of leading to death, right? So you getting even with somebody for something that is known to be an end result of a particular disease doesn't seem normal. Well,
2: it was an experimental trial. Okay. So they were experimenting to see if it would work. They just kind of put their son up for it. I think Sam put his son up for it. Oh, so then he should be mad at himself. Because he thought that he could save him. But what maybe maybe oh, what okay. happened was they the, the company had ulterior motives with their saving. Got it. You know what I mean? And his son ended up dying. And that's when this whole thing spun out of control. But I hate how Sam's like, I didn't have to be this person. You know, like this... This is because of all the stuff that happened to me. Like, no, look, I can't stand playing that card. Like, just because something bad happens to you does not mean you do bad things to everybody else. Right. It's a choice. That's not
1: how it works. Right. And then, Ugh. well, it was very interesting to me in the storyline how, yeah, I know that there's a lot of people with the same name. But it, really, Jacob's, what is it, Sutter? Sutter? So he's finding all these Jacob Sutter's I and wish just it was hoping... like Ali Kona Bradford
2: because I'd be like... There's one. Right. Let's find her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What?
1: Or even the guy at the end. Xavier Wright? Wright? How many Xavier Wrights are there really in this Uh, world? Like probably five. Exactly. There might be actually a lot more than that, but I don't know. It's just funny because they're picking interesting names. It's not like, I don't know, John Smith. Okay, there's probably a million and one Smiths and someone's bound to name their kid John. Yeah. But either way. So all these poor Jacobs are dying because he's putting this injection in them. I'm trying to figure out why he wants another beast. Because he's clearly the one that he created this episode, treated like a dog. Go fetch her. Not literally, but you know what I mean. Like, Go do this for me. Go do that for me. Fool. I would say inject yourself, but you obviously don't have the gene. But really, you're just going to go around injecting people and turning them into your slave?
2: Until he finds the one he wants, yeah. Um, Well, he said he's going to use them to get back at the people who did whatever
1: to his son, so... But why was he intentionally luring... Okay, here's the thing. One of the things I put in my notes is that Sam is very smart, Yeah. obviously, as much as I hate to admit it, but the way he set everything up, knowing that he could lure Vincent in if he did this and he did that, it worked, and he's planning on getting Vincent to have his ass whooped. Oops, well, because... Sorry. No, it's just an A-S-S word. Okay.
2: Um, you guys have heard it before. <laughs> uh, I honestly think that... That was just to get rid of Vincent, because he's the only beast standing in his way. And he knows Kat's still looking for Frank Barnes, and eventually, they will catch on. And Vincent, you know, is the only thing that could probably stop his new beast. Right. But
1: obviously not, because he's, like, supercharging this dude with, like, more and more serum and making him, like,
2: crazy. Yeah, I feel so bad for this Jacob guy. Like, the whole time... I was just sitting there wondering, like, does he have a family? Like, is he married? Does he have kids? Like, I, I felt really, really bad. And just the way, you know, Vincent said, like, I had, a, I hesitated because I had a hard time seeing the person versus the beast. And you know, at least with the guy in the hospital, that was a person he could see was
1: dying. Whereas right. the other guy, you know, he's trying to kill him. Right. So, I'm so glad, first of all, that the serum that JT created worked. Mm-hmm. The, the second, but serum, does that obviously. mean it
2: can stop? you from being a beast? Or is it solely to fix if you had the beast thing injected
1: into you and you're not a beast? I think that's what it was. To be honest with you, I think that each serum has to be specifically formulated for a purpose, and I think that's like what... determining on your genes and all that. Exactly, exactly. And maybe that gene that all those kids in the orphan had and Vincent had is something so special and so strong, and that's why JT is having such a hard time cracking that particular code, but the one for the regular humans, he's like, okay, let's mix and match, and maybe I can come up with something. Right. But... What I wanted to touch on is the fact that here comes Vincent in his coat, assuming the role and talking to this poor man's wife and telling her that it's going to be okay. And as he's having this conversation, in my mind, I'm thinking, Vincent, can you really promise this woman or are you just making her feel better about the situation? Because if that's the case, I think it was. That's messed up.
2: Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think he wanted just to help her, you know, and I think he also wanted access to Jacob. Well, and yeah. so by sending her away, he, how else were you going to get her away? You can't say like,
1: oh, he's, you know, worsening, but you need to go home and rest. Well, no, that I understand. But I'm just saying, uh, like, him having that speech with her. I think it was inappropriate, yes. Yeah. I
2: think everything he did in terms of what's moral and what's not, yeah, very immoral to sneak in and pretend you're something you're not and inject this guy. Right. But his
1: intentions were good. I'm glad that Dr. Marcus allowed him to inject the, the, the kid. Yeah, not kid. He's an adult. But what I will say is, when he first came across Doctor Marcus with Catherine, and one of the things he had said is, you know, your boyfriend is by far one of the most gifted doctors, you know, during his time or whatever he had mentioned to him. First of all, a awkward situation, but b it just lets us in a little bit more on Vincent in the past. He wasn't yeah. just a doctor or a pre-med or I don't know if he'd actually gotten resident. Yeah, yeah he was amazing at it. He was wonderful at it. And then now Vincent's thinking. What if I could just have that life back?
2: I want him to be able to get that life back. I kind of want him to be like a cat, you know? She has her job, and then she has the other stuff. Her life. Yeah.
1: I like the way Catherine, at that point, Vincent is not caught on to the fact, well, I don't think she told him we can't see, oh, that was a dream. Rewind, hold on. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Yeah. No, but I was going to say, when that moment happened, you see Vincent have this smile on his face, and I think he had just had that speech with JT, who the entire episode is just cheering him on. It's like, it hasn't been said quite yet, but obviously him and Tess are starting their own venture, and we see this JT that's happy and sprite and very optimistic, mm-hmm. whereas compared to the JT in uh, season one... Was very so, down on it. Yes, yeah, just... Rawr, all the mm-hmm. time so it's nice to see him so fresh-faced and everything was it's gonna be amazing like you guys are destined and yeah so uh, excuse me but Vince, you can see that watching them like gabe and cat yeah it seems
2: cute you know it's it's nice but like with cat and vincent there's just sparks you know they're drawn to each other they can't stay away from each other
1: i'm gonna argue that one for How? once for once i will argue that one And it might be just because it's by force, but this episode, to me, there weren't sparks. There was Vincent having his emotions for Catherine, and Catherine cutting him off before he even has an opportunity. And I know that's because she's really diehard trying to go for the good guy and go for Gabe. But going back to that moment in the hospital after Dr. Marcus leaves, you know, Vince is still smiling just a little bit, and Catherine's business. Doesn't even have a moment to absorb the fact that cute couple, whatever. Okay, that's fine. You need to do this, this, and this. Hello. Chop, chop. Come on. But I think that's a defense mechanism. That's her way of like trying
2: to separate what they are. If she even plays into it the littlest bit, if she even flirts just the tiniest amount, that's going to plant that seed of doubt in her head. Right. You know, and I think we all know it's, you know, if you have that one person who you know is really bad for you, you try not to. You know, you try and be cold to them or you try and be standoffish because you're like, if I don't interact with them, then it's not an issue. Right. But if I interact, that's when I crack. Right. So that's really what... I think she's just trying to stay strong. Like, I think she's really trying. But that's sad. You shouldn't have to try so hard.
1: No. That's true.
2: You shouldn't have to do that. You know, Unless they're really, really bad.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing. Do you think, in Catherine's mind, she really honestly, in the depths of her soul believes that once Sam is gone and this is done and over with, she's really going to just be able to get over Vince and be like, okay, it's just Gabe. I think she's just telling
2: herself that. I think she's just wishfully
1: thinking that will be the case, and it's not going to. And how do you think Tess feels about this whole situation? Because obviously being it's her best friend, she wants her best friend to go for the good guy, but she knows. She knows. I think she's over the fact that of hating Vincent. Well, yeah, and now that she's got her little JT fling going on, like, she has no
2: reason to be like, rah. That's true, but I think she's over it, you know? I think whatever is going to be best for Kat, she will support. Yeah. And while, yeah, it'd be easier if she would just go for Gabe, I don't think she's going to fight her on it. Right. If she chooses to not be with Gabe. Because she's very much like, so you called him Vincent? Like, yeah! But she doesn't ooh. get mad at her, you know? She's not like, what were you doing? Like, get over him. Like, she didn't say that. Well, no. That would but not be a friend. But she could. Not true. I mean, I I feel like with some friends, like, you have to be hard on them and be like, this guy is a jerk. Like, you cannot keep doing this. Like, and I won't listen to it anymore. I think friends get to that point where it's like, I can't handle you hurting yourself over and over because of this person. But I think Tess knows that Vincent has done so much for them. Right. Especially
1: after her birthday. Oh, that's true. I think she has a soft spot for Vincent right now. That's true. You know, I I don't remember if it was Alex that had brought it up before, but as far as Vincent seemed a lot softer. Because he really is. And this whole inner battle within himself of man or human that he's now taking on, that Mm -hmm. Catherine was putting on him a few episodes ago, um, it caused the hesitation when he was fighting Jake. You know, and and it's funny because when that happened the first time around and he went in and started talking to him and you see the claws in the silhouette of Jake. It's like, dude, yeah, don't talk to him. Don't run. But I'm glad that he didn't get hurt to the point. I thought, you know, you hear all the the gasping and the clanking and this and that. I thought he was going to be severely injured and he wasn't even scratched. But he's not like a trained beast. Like if you think about it, this was trained in the army. Right. To be a beast.
2: And he knew how to kill. And I'm sure once they injected them, they taught them how to do certain things in battle and what techniques to use. And then after that, he was a beast hitman. True. You know what I mean? Jacob was just turned into a beast and he has instincts. I honestly thought to myself, okay, you know, a bear. A bear is going to fight me. It's going to have its, you know, primal instinct to attack and to do whatever if it feels threatened. Mm -hmm. A bear would never just pick up some chain and start strangling me. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was very... A human thing to do, like a malicious thing to do, Mm -hmm. but not a beast thing to do. Because most of the times we see beasts throwing each other and pushing each other, clawing each other, hitting each other. You don't really see them like, I'm going to take this and stab you. Like, they don't do that. Right. And that's what I thought was a little bit different with Jacob, was that he, you know, he didn't really know, he wasn't like all the other beasts we saw. He wasn't trained and he also didn't seem to be acting beastly. He seemed to be acting like, Kind of, I mean, a a vicious human,
1: like a big, vicious human. I don't know. Hmm. Didn't it seem like that? I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I didn't catch that one. I mean, I saw him, you know, jet back and forth through the room, obviously very quick. I saw him throw Vince against the wall, but the chain thing never really dawned on me, to be honest with you. I just
2: find that strange. Like, I feel like an
1: animal, like a true beastly animal would never do that. Right. You know, one of the things that I caught when we were watching the show too, as far as Vince and JT were talking about it, because when Vince comes back from that scene, Mm -hmm. and JT's like, so, what happened? Oh, well, you know, um, ah, I hesitated. Yeah. (laughs) But either way, in the conversation it was mentioned that Tori's blood was inside of Jake. So I'm Mm
2: -hmm. like, oh. Because he made yeah. the serum with Tori's yeah. blood. Yeah. I wonder how much they took out It. Well, they took a lot, a lot. of her,
1: Enough to kill her. So. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know because Tori also had a lot of, well, she didn't have rage. She was just a brand new beast. I was going to say anything that she had and her father had. Her father was obviously a very strong beast when he was around. So maybe mm-hmm. in their genetic code also too, they've been engineered a little bit stronger on top of the extras from whatever JT did. And now
2: that mm-hmm. Sam
1: is doing to the serum. Who yeah, knows? we have no idea. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't either. This is a totally random note and completely irrelevant to the story, but okay. I caught it anyway. So during that same conversation piece, they're talking about an antidote, right? JT and Vincent. Yeah. And I don't know why. I was like, I think his accent came out because, oh, never mind. That was so stupid. He talks in an accent. My point is completely irrelevant now. I you give. thought his
2: ac- his actual well, accent came out? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But he talks in a weird, weird accent anyways on the show. Well, I guess so. Never mind. You guys, don't mind me. I had a moment, and then hey, I'm done. I'm, that's I'm okay. Good. I'm good. That's All right. okay. All right. Let's go back to the show. So, finishing the serum, obviously, Innocent Jacob, he's saved. He's good to go. Now there's going to be an Xavier who's clearly... I, you know what? I'm really mad that Sam didn't get caught. Let's I'm also
2: just... annoyed because I feel like, okay, we just saw this happen. Like, now we have to track down the next new beast and, like...
1: Can Try. he be done? Can his story arc be done? Yeah, I'm
2: over him. I, he's creepy. He's weird. Like, I'm over Sam. And I'm over the fact that they're tracking down all these people who can
1: potentially be beasts. Right. Well, and, and, and even when Catherine's like, hey, you know, P.S., by the way, Dana's alive. and now he's going
2: Little premature why would you, Catherine. Yeah, why
1: would you say that? And I don't understand why Gabe got to a point where well, that was ignorance on his behalf for the him thing to think he could go
2: in there and yeah, do just, something. I am going to
1: coax him. And you see him, I don't know what he's doing to Jacob, but pr- doing some petting gesture I don't
2: and know. then
1: walking in there and I'm like, What are you doing, dude? I don't
2: know. I just, I, not that I'm over this story arc. Like, I think it's very interesting and I'd love to learn more about why Kat's involved and her family and all of those things. More about the necklace. I would like to know that stuff, but. I don't love Sam's character. Right. I would like for him to be gone, and I also just feel like we had this whole episode with the Jacobs. Why do we need an Xavier now? Right. You know what I mean. I feel like we got that beast. Now get Sam. I don't want to have to go after another new beast.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It
2: just seems repetitive. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like the same yeah. storyline. Why
1: can't or why can't Vincent dra- track him down? Like at the very end yeah, of the episode, like hard to track. That's baloney. Or maybe this is reaching. Obviously Vincent probably doesn't want bad things to happen to him, but at the same time, Sam is the reason why him and Catherine are working together and why Catherine continues to work with him because she wants to get this done. Do you think
2: subconsciously he doesn't want to find Sam? I mean maybe But I think he was also very upset about Jacob, the one he saved. Well, at that point, so he's not gonna let Sam go.
1: Right. Well at that point, yes. But I think prior to it was like, meh, it's a priority, but it's not that big of a priority.
2: Yeah. I also think that I don't know this is weird but um you know how like when people go like deer hunting or something or like people go hunting they'll put like stuff on them so the animals can't smell them like maybe Sam like oh uh, puts knows, knows how not to be tracked like he's a, we know he's really smart this is true like I don't know what you can do not to be tracked by a beast I don't like I don't think he's rubbing urine on him like I'm pretty I think hunters do ew I know but I- <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it, sure. but I think it's deer urine. That's, I'm not quite yeah, sure, yeah. but I don't know what Sam's doing. But maybe he really is hard to track.
1: Maybe, maybe I don't know.
2: It could. I just be. feel like there's
1: lack of effort there. Yeah. Um. One of our Twitter followers, uh, at Jenny Heartthrob. This is actually I meant to touch this, so I'm glad you mentioned it. She was just saying that the best line was when, um, JT was saying. It's hard to be Dr. Jekyll when everybody wants Mr. To be Mr. Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And it is. It's very hypocritical of Catherine in the beginning to be human, human, human. Now that he's finally ready to, which is bizarre to me. Cold that he's, turkey? Yeah, just cold turkey. Now all she wants is, like you said earlier in this, our episode, is all she wants is to have Vincent come along when she needs him. Like I what makes be, her better I than need Sam?
2: What makes her better than Sam? Nothing. She's she's using Vincent to get Sam. Sam's using Jacob to get whoever, like, hurt his son. Right. They are doing the same thing. The only difference is Vincent was already a beast, and she's not forcing him.
1: Right. But she knows he'll do anything for her. Of course. So it's manipulative. Very. I thought it was very awkward, too, at the very end of the episode, where Catherine and Vincent are walking, talking about the situation, and and then here comes Gabe, and she... I don't know, it's just weird to see her go to Gabe's arm and, you know, kind of stand next to him in their couple manner or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was Gabe that had mentioned something about it being weird or sorry the bad guy showed up type of situation. And Vince was like, oh, um, no, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. But I'm thinking,
2: awkward. Yeah, it was, well, and then Whoa. Gabe
1: obviously felt very uncomfortable
2: because he throws a hissy fit when they get home.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not for Gabe's position, but I get it as far as him I thinking. I get it, but like, Vincent okay. just saved your life. No, thank you. Thank Deal you. with it. Deal with thank it. Thank you, but I'm just saying, for him to say this relationship feels like a party of three, it really does. It's partially his fault because half the time he's saying, go get Vincent, but the other part of it is Catherine still getting Vincent involved. But it's
2: also both of them realizing the facts. Cat is not over it. She right. is not over it, and she's probably not going to be over it for a long time. A love like that, we all know, like, your first love, they're always your love. Like, no matter who you loved and how long you loved them, they will always be in your heart and your mind. And if you bump into them at the supermarket, you're going to get butterflies and be like, oh, my God. Like, right. remember what? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And she has never had, like, a true break from Vincent, ever. She's not over it. She's not going to be over it. And Gabe is, like, pushing for this relationship. Right. I know he says, oh, I know you need your
1: time, but not really. Like, right. He's not really doing that. I think what is happening is he's allowing his heart to think before his head. Because if he was thinking clearly, he would go, okay, you know what I do? I care about you a lot. You need time to heal. Which is funny because he said that a few episodes ago. But obviously your heart's getting in the way and you're so busy just wanting what you want that you're willing to overlook some of the details, which is just spelling out catastrophe later on. Which I know
2: happens. Like, it happens. And, like, Kat was like, I'm ready. Like, I want to be with you. I'm all in. But you know she's just saying that. Like, you know. And everybody knows deep in their heart when somebody's like, oh, I want to be with you. And you know when they're lying. Right. You feel it. Like, you just feel something. And if you don't, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. But like most of the time you really do. And so I feel like Gabe is just like you said wanting it so badly that he's willing to overlook it. Mm-hmm. Which isn't fair to either of them. And if he truly wanted Cat, he'd kind of be taking the road Vincent's taking. I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to I'm going to do what she's always wanted me to do. Gabe should just do what he said. I will be there. I will wait as long as you need me to wait. Right. Then wait. Back off. Give her her space. Make sure you think she's healed and wait. Prove you're waiting.
1: Right. But he didn't right. even
2: prove that when he had to leave the precinct, basically. His job right. was done. But he couldn't get far enough away.
1: Right. I don't, I, I don't know. I think the only person seeing the really big picture truthfully... JT. Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. Because he keeps pushing for it. Now, granted, he's pushing for it quite a bit. But yeah. he's the one who's saying, like, it's blatant. This well, I think this, he just wants them that. to this say
2: they, just yeah. Just do it already. I don't even think he's saying, like, get back together. He's saying just, like, acknowledge the fact that this is what's happening. Right. You know, it's not like he's saying, like, hop in bed together right now, be a couple. He's just saying, you still care about Kat, and you still care about Vincent. And, he, yeah, and he's but, like, it is very obvious.
1: Well, yeah, but I still think that he's still giving Vince the nudge, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're letting Gabe move in on your chick. This is you're supposed to quit backing down. Go get her. I think JT
2: got a boost of confidence. <laughs> I, I agree. And I agree he so much. does
1: not know how to handle it. <laughs> I agree. I like that Vince is like, that man has a, what do you say? That guy has a big mouth.
2: Yeah, well, because he told Kat everything. Like Could you blame him? No. No, I can't. But I just think that, you know, JT two episodes ago might not be acting like this because he was very much like, Well, you and Tori have a primal instinct. Like he was very factual Logical. about it. Yeah. And now he's more like we almost died. Go for it. Yeah.
1: I wanna know what happened in that hotel room. That's what I want to know. The hanky panky. I know. Well do I you really think so. I think they would have had like a romantical like maybe. picnic in the hotel room, some no. making out. I don't think they did the deed.
2: I think they may have gotten close to the deed. Interesting. If not the deed, what else do you do in a hotel room?
1: So when are they gonna uh, when is it, Kat gonna find out? I mean they're I mean, maybe it's just not the appropriate time and place. Maybe they're just not talking about it. Like, she might know. But do you think... Okay, here's the thing. We obviously know that JT has no problem being openly public about it. I like mm-hmm. the fact that he shows up at the funeral. First of all, he's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse And he sits me. next to Tess. <sighs> right. And just, like, this big smile. But, yeah, obviously he has no problem. So I feel like, in a sense, Tess is going to be one that's going to call the shots in this relationship. And he's just waiting for her to to give him the go and be mm-hmm. like, okay... We're official, guys. I
2: think everybody, I know this is a TV show, but like, give it time. Let things blossom.
1: Oh, I think they will.
2: I think, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for them. I think this is going to be a long thing, you know? Absolutely. Um, maybe a stable couple for a while, seeing as Kat and Vincent are so volatile right now. But um, it is cute. It's cute to see JT in a new place.
1: Definitely. I like it. I like it a lot, too. And for
2: Tess, too, because Joe was such a scumbag.
1: Yeah, and well, you know what, and I like seeing Tess happy because not that mm-hmm. she was never not happy per se, but it's we get to see a little bit more of her as a friend. No, she's bitter. What are you talking about? She okay. was super bitter. Okay. I mean just say it. Just say it.
2: <laughs> you don't think she was. She was, but she I wasn't th- not happy. Okay. I, mean, I think yes, bit- she was. But here's the thing, the
1: bitterness was coming from the fact that her best friend was shutting her out and she knew there was something going on. And that she was sleeping with a married man. Well that's okay. That's she a good had a lot be-
2: going on. That's true. That's yeah. true. But she is happy. I like seeing it.
1: Exactly. It's more, she's more girly and, I don't know, something about her energy has changed. I like it a lot. I do too. Anyhow, I think that we've covered pretty much everything for this episode. What about you? Yeah, I think so. All right, so let's get into some news and gossip.
2: After Buzz TV
1: Okay, so while our engineer pulls up our pictures, because, you know, I like to do pictures, I have a few things to go over. First of all, we all know that this was the last episode before our hiatus. But it's not kind of- a week. I know, you know, but it's still dramatic, okay? And it's true. Um, so my theme for news and gossip is blast from the past. So this is the lovely Nicole Anderson and she looks very beautiful on the cover of this magazine. I wanted to talk about what she's been doing, in case any of you guys are Nicole Anderson fans. We know that she left Batv to be on Ravenswood, which is the CW spinoff. Which got canceled. Did it?
2: It did just get canceled. So I am wondering Maybe if we can bring her have back.
1: the return of Heather. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the new hairdo. I will say she looks gorgeous.
2: Is this a throwback? Because it says prom 2014. Is it oh, just a? Oh, it is
1: 2014 right now. Yeah. Did is you say throwback? 2000- Oh, no, I mean throwback because of the fact that... She's it, not on the show anymore. Exactly. Oh, I exactly. was like, um... It's current. She's I was like, like this it,
2: it's just... Yeah, it's just here. No, no, no. And so,
1: really quickly, though, she just finished doing a movie. I think it's in post-production. I could be wrong, but it hasn't come out yet. I know that for a fact. And it's called Never. So I wanted to give you guys very brief one-liner about what that's about. So that way you can keep your ears and eyes and all that posted, you know. So when it comes out, so basically the one tag for that is that it's about the unlikely friendship of two 20 somethings in Seattle. It blossoms, complicates, and ultimately redefines their undermining, excuse me, understanding of a sexuality and modern relationships. So I don't know if it's like her That's and a girl. I'm not quite Sure. I could be misinterpreting this. No, completely that's what wrong. I got out of it, okay. too. Okay. I mean, but okay. I don't know. So, if you're a Nicole Anderson fans, you can go online, you can look that up. Hopefully, when the trailer comes out soon, you can check it out. Let's go to our next picture. Do you remember this gentleman? It's hard to tell with the hat it's on. It's Joe. It is Joe. Joe Bishop. It's, well, it's not really Joe Bishop. It's <laughs> Brian White. Uh, he's got a few things that he's been working on as well. Busy guy. Uh, he was on something called Hostages and Walter, but there's two movies right now that are in post-production, so he most recently filmed. One is called Getting Even, and the other one is called My Favorite Five, and I wanted to talk about that one a little bit just because I read the synopsis, and it was really funny. It's okay. a romantic comedy because, you know, I like those kind of movies. Anyhow, Rom-com. Uh, yes. So it's a romantic comedy, and it's about this girl named Haley who's played by Rochelle Michelle, I, if I said that right, she's from White Chicks and Medea's Family Reunion. But anyway, basically, she is a self-proclaimed serial dater who has no interest in marriage, kids or the white picket fences and she does enjoy the company of men, five to be exact, because what she feels like is not one man can possess every single quality that a woman could need, oh. and there's five basic things that she needs from a man, so she has five different men for all those things she needs. So it's like
2: when she's sad, she goes to the comforting one. Right. When she's frisky, she goes to the sexual exactly. one. Exactly. Interesting.
1: But then she comes across this guy, and of course he's not looking for a relationship because, I don't know, he had something else happen to him in his past, but... It's a romantic comedy, so obviously they fall in love somehow and a bunch of good stuff. Anyway, it just sounded like something I would want to watch, so, you know, I'm just sharing. And, of course, going back to all our past B.C. cast. Um, I don't have any more pictures of anybody else as far as past casts. I know we talked about um, i was going to call him Evan I know Max Brown because it was his birthday last week um, I don't have any news on him as far as things that he's been working on I feel like he's just in LA reading scripts maybe just getting back into the group. pilots maybe so that's that uh, there are a few videos you can go ahead and cue those but I'm going to talk a little bit about an interview that Austin gave a while ago just talking about him and Tess so he was just saying that as far as all the fans and wanting certain things and how they want them he says that our writers have a way of giving the fans what they want but not necessarily the way fans want them so it's a give and take you know you can't write a show just by the fans whims which he's talking about fans uh because then the artistic and creative aspect of the show becomes communal and it's important to maintain the singular voice of the series which Mm -hmm. makes sense because at first as a fan you want to say well why are you not listening to me but that makes sense. But so, there's a plan. I mean, yes, there is definitely there's a plan. Always a plan. There's a plan. Okay, so I have a couple videos. I do believe are still being queued up.
2: Yeah, sorry guys, just trying to get it working. Okay, for you. no just
1: problem. One so I'll explain the two videos while she's pulling it up. One, I just you know we were talking about Tess, and I, I really do enjoy Lisa and uh, niece, Wow. Nina, I'm sorry. I do that to her all the time, Nina Lisandrello. And there was an interview It was done a while ago. I believe it was during season one, but I still liked it. It's a long interview. You guys can find it online. It's her and Austin basis. And she's talking about how she studied for the part to become her character as Tess. So I just have a really small section of it that I wanted to play, but it is a 45-minute interview. So if you guys go online. uh, Let's see. Hold on. I have it written down. Uh, The Screen Actors Guild Foundation. So I want to give them credit. The Screen Actors Guild Foundation did an interview with the two of them. It's titled Conversations with Lisa. Nina, Lisa, and Thank you. An awesome basis of Beauty and the Beast. So hopefully I can get that up soon. Also, the second video is a really funny one because, you know, last week we did Austin awesome Bass doing Gangnam Style. This week we have another special one. So we'll hopefully get that. Uh, while we're waiting for our video to pull up at Jude 456, she was talking about tonight, Noah Danby. If you guys recognize him, he was our new beast, our short-term beast. He's also Jacob. been- Jacob? He was Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. Um, He's also on Bitten, Riddick, and Defiance. So if you like him, you can find him on That's a lot. He's on a lot of shows. Yeah. He's been a lot. And also the gentleman that played Dr. Marcus. I don't want to butcher his name, but I do have it written down. Didn't even realize he's the guy from Twilight. He's uh, the which guy with the really long hair, the oh, whole Twilight series. guy. Wasn't yeah. he mean? Yeah, and if you if you look him up on the internet, guys, it's so bizarre, the transformation. Like, they yeah. look like them, but you just you wouldn't even think. Anyway, here's the little segment. If we can get this to play, that'd be awesome. Cops. So I did a couple of ride-alongs, which was fascinating. Ooh. And um, the cops used to get called a lot to the bar that I worked at for some odd reason. And She's a bartender. Just, I was just always so fascinated with NYPD. It's just like you'd be outside and they would like car pull up and it's just like cops are here. Like this is the way they would get out of a car. And it was just like, what's going on? And you're just like, ugh. and it's they're the most intimidating people in the world. But then as you talk to them more and more, it's just. They're guarded, but they have, like, an amazing sense of humor. And they liked bus chops and stuff like that, but it's all about respect. And, you know, what they do is incredible. New York is the most intense city, so yeah. it was it was interesting working with them. And, uh, and Okay, guys, so we can uh, cut this the, off. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to show a very short segment, so that way you guys get interested enough, so you look it up. The part that we did miss here it was just her saying, before she got the part for Beauty and the Beast, she was a bartender, and then when she found out she got the part, that's when she started you know, talking to some of the cops that she'd see as regulars. But I thought that was really interesting because me being an entertainer as well as you or any of you at home who have big dreams for whatever the case may be, you know, she was not to downgrade that job by any means. But here she is one day working at a bar and the next day she's on the CW and she's on Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast. You know, yeah. she's probably working her grind as an actress here in L.A. doing all these things and. I just think that's really cool. So that's yeah. why, honestly why I picked that section of the interview. Uh can we pull up our second video please? While she's pulling that up. Yeah, I'll be right with you. Okay. It's it was a post Valentine's Day treat. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it already cuz actually one of our Twitter followers sent it to me and then uh I'm playing it for you guys. So while she does that, ah oh, I lost my notes. Oh no. Uh, no. Okay, here they are. Um uh, Except my iPad is going crazy. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. Forgive me. Um What else was I going to talk about? I think that's it, actually. So I'll just hang out. We'll discuss what we think is going to happen. We'll skip the predictions music, but we'll talk about our predictions while she pulls up the video. Yes. So, in the very last part of the show, we see, they always give us this little snippet previews, and I swear CW, love you, but hate you for the way you do the previews because it's like, snip, snap. What just happened? Very misleading, always. So, very much so. And so, I wrote down something about, I want her back. So, obviously, that was Vincent talking. Mm-hmm. And, and Gabe saying something like, if you love her, you'll stay away. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, Gabe, go away.
1: <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people feel the same <laughs> no, way.
2: No, but, like, you know, if you love her, stay away. Why? For Kat's sake or for your sake? Right. Because no matter what, Kat is involved. Kat is in on this Sam thing and this Frank Barnes thing or not, Tony Barnes thing. She's involved. Right. No matter if Vincent's around, alive, dead, she's in this. And right. she's not going to stop because that's who Cat is. Right. So don't tell Vincent to stay away
1: for Cat's sake because the danger's going to be there. Right. But I think Gabe's trying to play off the whole bit about he's not the better guy but the better choice because he's not a beast and he is human and he can give I her a normal relationship. was so mad. I didn't say this earlier, but when they were in that
2: fight and he was like, he's a beast and he'll always be a beast. You were a beast, Gabe. Right. Do not look down on Vincent. Do not shame Vincent for who he is because you were Vincent. Thank you. But worse. Because right. you were malicious and you were going to kill Vincent. Exactly.
1: Exactly. No. At least Vincent had some morale and it was trying to help people. I honestly
2: think true colors are coming out. Yeah, he was trying to prove himself. I think he wanted to win Cat over. Guess what? I think that was all kind of just a thing. Yeah. I think he's, you know, he's not really as nice as we think he is.
1: Interesting. Um, I think... I'm going to give one more prediction, and we're going to go to this video since it's up It's big, bright warning sign. But anyway, um, what I think is going to happen... Yes, I do think True Colors are going to start coming out... Um, It's going to obviously push Catherine, I think, a little bit closer to Vincent. Mm -hmm. Will they get back together? Mm, Not anytime soon. I don't think anytime soon. I think that Vincent might have to step away for a little bit, and it might be his choice to step away and regain his quote-unquote humanity or learn how to control things a little bit more. And like you said, focus is going to go more towards JT and Tess and where their relationship is going to go. I hope so. As far as Sam we found out he found Xavier. We're going to go through this whole rigmarole, but I don't think they're gonna, the writers are going to let us have another episode that's identical to this one. No, I don't think so. So hopefully he'll be caught within the next episode. Fingers crossed. Yes. Let's go to this video to, to put us in a better mood, shall we? I'm really
2: buffed, dude, dancing without shirts and grinding their pelvic regions.
1: If that's not your cup of tea, please click away.
2: Okay. Well, I think, what a warning.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Do we have to push watch or is it? Oh, there we go. Chippendales. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it gets good.
2: That's so funny. (laughs) It's just funny because their faces are so serious, right?
1: (laughs) But some of these moves, right? For those of you who are listening, yes, with the booty shimmy. <laughs> For those of you guys who are listening to this on iTunes, you can also watch this on YouTube. It's actually Chippendale's performance by all the gentlemen of Beauty and the Beast. We've got Austin Basses. <laughs> We've got Max Brown. And of course, Jay Ryan. Oh, sorry, that's the ending of the video. And Brian. I'm- and Brian White, sorry. Anyway, I, I, I laughed when I saw this video, especially the dance moves. So that's to put you guys off into a very nice hiatus next week, something to daydream about mm-hmm. while we sit at home, patiently waiting for the next Beauty and the Beast episode. Yes, yes. So we did our predictions while we we're waiting for the video. I think we can go ahead and wrap it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll say a very lovely good night to all of you ladies and gentlemen until then over this break you can follow me or you can continue the conversation with me at Kiss My Passport or find me online my website is aliconabradford.wix.com backslash television host I also have a blog on there so you can check that out or talk to your page
2: Yes. Hi, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at PageSell. And you can check out my new website,
1: beautythescene.com Yay. Very close to Beauty and the Beast, but not. Nice. find it. Yeah. <laughs> we will be finding it over the break. So until yes. then, we will see you two weeks from now. So have a good night.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.